podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland, I'm Trev Downey and this is the Anfield Index Podcast, episode number 350-something, which Lisa Marie will clarify later on, no doubt. And I am joined by Lisa Marie Hanahan, by Carl Kopak, and by Guy Drinkle in this Christmas edition of the podcast. Cam Branch, unfortunately, couldn't join us today. He's at work as we're recording, and later on we had planned to do it, but something came up for Cam, so we said we'd go ahead, and thankfully all the lads were able to do it. So here we are together again to do a Christmas podcast, and I do have a quiz for the guys later on. I'm not sure how much of the podcast that will be. It has the potential to be a lot of it. Um, I don't know how much football talk um, these guys want to do, um, but we will get to that eventually. Let me just say hello to everybody first. Then I have a wonderful little uh, Christmas song to start us off. Uh, feel free to join in at home if you want. It's quite catchy. Uh, and then we'll see if anybody else has any openers that they want to do. Um, specifically, we can come back to them for those. Um, but let's start with Lisa Marie, who's going to clarify the episode number for us um, in this role that I've given her because I'm useless. How are you, my friend? Yes, hello to welcome to episode 351 of the Anfield Index podcast and greetings from the frozen tundra formerly known as Middle Tennessee. It is currently negative two degrees with a wind chill of negative 21. That's Fahrenheit. Um, so Celsius would be negative 13 with a wind chill of negative 29. So, baby, it is cold outside. Wow, that's that's um, that's quite extreme for you guys. Um, it is, it is, we, and it was I don't know, roughly forty something degrees warmer than that. Yes, this time yesterday. Oh, it this was is, a, it just dropped last. Yeah. I mean, within a couple hours last night, it was like uh, bam. I read so, about this. Um, I read about yeah. this. I was, I was listening to a podcast, and the guy recording it, he records from fredericksville in texas um, oh yep yeah they, they got it first <laughs> yeah they were talking about the arctic blast that was coming down and yes. they were literally recording as they were recording a show it's a, it's, it's a long show it's three hours but the temperature dropped like quite dramatically 10 15 degrees but then it returned again so i think oh no no it's supposed to be now today i think is the coldest day um it's supposed to be slightly warmer tomorrow but we are on track to have the coldest christmas in Middle Tennessee since 1985. So. Well, that just sounds seasonal. Seasons are good. I like. But seasons. it's not snowy. There is a dusting of snow on the ground. I mean, we didn't even get an inch. Um, it's just cold. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'd love to feel sympathy. I mean, sympathy. like, that's super cold. I mean, we don't generally, this is this is extreme cold even for us, so. Well, um, I, I would yeah. love to feel sympathy, Lisa Marie, but we we just had a week where every morning I went down to my car, I was saying minus five or something. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thank God I, I did actually get this latest car that actually can uh, heat my arse as I'm driving along. Cause it yes, mine has that too. Isn't it, it was freezing. It was freezing. Well, that's, the image. that's the image we all came for for this show. <laughs> yes. T- toasty, toasty buns. Uh, the AIP Christmas special, an artist story. We move. <laughs> yes. Well, every, everybody knows there's a, 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 a there's an ass central to the to the the, the Christmas story. Um, if you listen to uh, all your hymns, you'll know that. Um, there, the, the 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 two voices you heard coming in there were Carl Kalbach first and Guy Drinkle. So, Carl, I'll go to you. Glad you could join us, my friend. We haven't uh, had your uh, the company of your pleasure for the last couple. Um, how are you getting on? What's the latest adventures in Kalbach land? Uh, adventures is, is pushing it a bit. I'm not very well. I've got a virus of some sort, um, which I thought was a cold, but I'm not. I'm just, there's still no snot. Um, I'm going to shout at the dog. Unbelievable. I don't know how he does it. Honestly, it's like he knows I'm doing stuff. Um, yeah, but I'm uh, very sad about Terry Hall. Mm, mm, it, mm. That, 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 that's a big, big loss. That it really is, and that sort of that affected me as much as, much as Bowie, I think. Um, so yeah, you know, that's that. But now all set up for Christmas. I'm going to my brother-in-law's in literally the second we stop recording. I have a bag pack. Um, I've got a nice Parker for my birthday recently. My, girl, my girlfriend bought me a big Parker, which is roughly seven times the size of my body, which is fantastic. Love it. We get real winters here. None of this American nonsense. Mm, mm, exactly. Um, I can tell you that in my football, like my latest football career, meanderings, um, it was so cold a couple of Fridays ago that my team warmed up while wearing our coats. <laughs> shorts on, still shorts and boots. <laughs> real men playing Parkers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm loving this imagery. And by the way, how dare you come at me about um, uh, mental images in the uh, in the listeners' ears when you're talking about your snot within two sentences, lad? True. You know, um, this is this is. Uh, well, no, this I haven't got any snot. That's the thing. I haven't got any. Okay. No, I'm just. I'm. I, you know, when you just think, you think, oh, oh, I've got something coming. I've got a cold coming, and it's not. It's not moving on to the next stage. Yeah, I'm well, happy to move on. I'm like. There's so many weird viruses. I haven't had a flu for five years. And whatever happened in the last two weeks, I've got this thing where if I breathe in quickly, and this is really weird because I've been training pretty hard and I'm doing well, I'm pretty fit and healthy at the moment. But when I breathe in hard, there's a catch, which makes me cough. And then I realize, oh, I'm not quite right here. And that's been going on for two and a half weeks now. And it got pretty bad. So I tried the old doctor antibiotic thing for the first time in about five years i was really pissed off doing it and i'm nearly finished and it's done nothing so you can piss off with your conventional medicine i'm going to go back to uh um, eating grass and rubbing leaves against my face and other holistic practices that i just make up on the spot populations again you know i shared all of those lovely um you know virus clearing tips yeah you know, none, none of them back. worked you didn't no, you didn't do any of those i did all of them none of them worked <laughs> none of them worked 
I, tr- I threw everything at the wall, believe me. Um, Guy Drinkle, you're a man who likes to play a bit of outdoors football as well um, in small-sided teams. Uh, have you ventured out onto a pitch um, in recent weeks where you tried to recreate your World Cup um, uh, I- images in your head uh, as you as you took to any five-a-side pitches of late? There is no penis trophy here, Trev, unfortunately. Um, oh, okay. It's just really, no, the, the football's gone. Uh, my mate, who I played five-a-side with, he decided to be a weirdo and join the army and moved down south, so I can't play anymore. So oh, sad, sad times. Now I'm just sat indoors, <laughs> pretty much. I played, <laughs> I played FIFA, does that count? Yeah, well, it's as close as I got I, to five-a-side for a while, yeah. I uninstalled FIFA afterwards, but... That's a different story. Oh yes, I've heard there's yeah. uh, some issue there. Um, in, in terms of in terms of the World Cup thing, just to finish up with that because it's been such a feature, and I I noticed after all the talk, I noticed I think I might be the only person I know who didn't watch it in the end. Um, but it did seem overall that people are really getting a kick out of the games, guy. I mean, there seems to have been quite a high enjoyment level. Um, after all the talk, am I am I wrong in that, or is it just because I was looking in from the outside, looking at people being quite animated about it, and wondering, what, you know, should I have, should I be sitting in front of my TV right now? You know, every time I checked Twitter, it was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that's an amazing art. Look, what is he doing there? You know, people were really into it. The, the, what do you think of it overall? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others. On EPL Index, we don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Certainly after the first couple of the First two rounds of the group stage games, it, it seemed to kick into gear. And I think it was nice having a mix of different stories as well. You had Morocco doing mad miracle stuff. You had the messy narrative. I think by the end, a lot of people, apart from Brazilians, seemingly wanted Messi to win. And you had kind of had the inevitability of France. And then for that to get beaten in such a mad game in the final was fun. But it was kind of a win for sport washing at the same time, so balance. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a weird one. I, if you, I, I was going to ignore the sport washing and stuff like that, which is impossible to do. I kind I enjoyed the football. I enjoyed the Winter World Cup, which I never thought I would, but it was a nice break. Maybe it's just because Liverpool kind of poo at the minute. Um, it was a nice break from that, but. If another Middle East country does this without like the slave labor and stuff, and we need another Winter World Cup, I wouldn't be against that. But obviously, the other issues have been well documented, and I don't need to go over here because I'm sure everyone's done them to death by now. Um, I, I I'd be all right with another Winter World Cup. It's just the other stuff 
very important surrounding stuff. It'll also be well. I'll I'll retain judgment um, on one aspect, which is to see how it impacts um, the reason I'm into football, which is Liverpool um, for the rest of the season. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see what happens. And um, we couldn't really infer anything from last night's outing. I don't think it's funny. You know, you mentioned that about like you know, like everybody did seem to put it in 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 a corner and just get on watching the matches. And then I said, I I just posted something today from a pretty esteemed journalist called David Walsh talking about how you know the whole thing had been comparatively well organized and and, and comfortable and uh his paper had instructed him not to say anything positive about the setup at all and i thought that was very interesting and quite interesting in terms of how media coverage operates in general um but i had a few people biting away going you yeah, know well, sports watching and mm, human rights abuse and i'm like yes I, I know i didn't watch the fucking thing because of that like i mean <laughs> what what is wrong with like mm. any opportunity people get to do an old virtue signal they're straight in two-footed like flying their f- various flags i'm like Lads, do you know who I like? Have you ever listened to me talk? And it, it, it's it. I, I just thought it's a very interesting point. It doesn't mean I've suddenly gone full Alex Jones. Like Christ alive, lads, calm down. Anyway, I'm just getting off my high horse here because that kind of shit really bugs me. Um, I have a lovely Christmas song for you. Um, do bear with it, uh, because you may initially be wondering if I've lost the run of myself. I have not. It's about an hour and uh, an hour. It's about a minute and 40, 40 seconds or so. And by the end of it, if you if you'd like to join in, please, please do. Christmas comes but once a year, and when it comes, it brings good cheer, a season of goodwill and fun. And yet, while most of us feel festive, Grinches out there just get restive and spoil it all for everyone. Though it's too much to expect you to be nice, you'll find that life is easier with this. How's that for festive? I, I promise nothing. Carl's, Carl's dog didn't seem to have been that. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Carl's dog was loving it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill it. Seriously. Uh. <laughs> oh, gee, I really enjoyed that. I got a great giggle out of it later on. Fascinating Aida, that, isn't it? It is fascinating Aida. Good shout. I, 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 I was unaware of the existence of these uh, three ladies. But, well, I mean, uh, they've been gone off for ages. Yeah. It's 
it's it's it's a nice little uh, it's a nice little ditty that. Uh, so I have a question for you. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about specific each of you individually by way of a football issue or anything you want to talk about at the start of the show? Uh, and if so, let's do that. And if not, let's crack on with our Christmas quiz. So um, let's go in reverse order. Guy, was there anything you wanted to bring up to start? You normally have something for us here, man. I have something that you brought to my attention months in advance of this, Trev. So well done to you. Oh, doing, doing homework. Right, Christmas film. If you had a, if you had Home Alone, right, what film would you want to put and combine together to make Home Alone better? Something with a shark. You're on the right track. <laughs> Killer furniture. Oh God! Now we're talking. Now we're talking. But one hand we have. Oh. Sci-fi listens to this and they'll be making films. Um, <laughs> one hand we have Home Alone. The other hand we have Jaws. I've put sci-fi has put their hands together. Welcome to Santa Jaws. Oh. <laughs> what a wonderful world this is. Oh, I'm glad you went with this because when I saw this uh, a couple of months back, I was like, oh my God. Well, the poster is wonderful, right? Yes, it's a comic. I do have some visual aids. Let me put these in for you. I, I will make these readily available on my Twitter as well. Oh, just to, get, just to get a feeling, if you want to look in the chat there. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a beautiful, oh my. beautiful HD image of a yes. shark fin with a yes. Santa hat on. That's what we're looking at. Yes. And then said shark coming up onto a pier with laser eyes. Yes. Uh, but look at the candy cane striped... Um... Pawn. Whatever that is. Well, you go with Pawn. <laughs> oh, my God. I have failed to notice that. That's actually a part of him, is it? Yeah, oh, that's his shit. weapon. The dude's impaled on it. Yes, oh, yes. His, his teeth are red and green, oh like my. lights. Oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> yes. I shall, I shall now read the description, and oh, I have a quote. Do. <clears throat> this is where the home alone comes in. Trying to survive his family Christmas, Cody makes a wish to be home to be alone which ends up backfiring when a shark manifests and kills his entire family. Oh, what a premise. Mm. What a a glorious premise. I presume all the family walked down to the water's edge just to get killed. How else would you avoid a shark? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) By the trailer, all seemingly filmed on, like, two little, like, piers in a little port town by the looks of it. Tell me, give us the quote. Oh, actually, got a guy before you do. Mm. I've just checked. There's a Santa Jaws 2. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, my. I know. I know. I know what I'm doing after this podcast. <laughs> Watching Santa Jaws 1 and 2. Um, right. So this is a... Co- I'm presumingly this is the family. So this is between Peter, Cody, Josh, uh, and Caroline, who I presume is the mother. <clears throat> Peter... Now this is this thing is powerful, but it's not invincible. You boys said you hurt it with exploding ornaments. That's right. Yes, that's right. Well, if it can be hurt, it can be killed. I'm thinking we build something like this, and this could be a, and this could cost a massive amount of potential energy, like pitching a baseball. Peter, exactly. Josh, 
let's give this shark something real to chew on. Cody, like a Christmas turkey, dot, dot, dot. Rig to explode, question mark. Caroline, don't even think about touching those turkeys. It's the only thing we have left on Christmas. Mum, we don't have a choice. Oh, the stakes are high here. And would I've got another one. We all remember um, the end of Jaws, don't we? Smile, you son of a bitch. Yes. How about ho, 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 you son of a fish? Oh, better again. Nice. Yes. Let's be honest. They've just basically improved on the original every which way. Jaws uh, was indeed shite compared to this. Utterly. I mean, yes. you didn't see Jaws. Where's Jaws uh, <laughs> with a jolly hat? Well, they uh, couldn't even get a good film out of Michael Caine. How shit do you have to be? Well, yeah. wasn't that 3D Jaws, though? That was Jaws 4. Yeah, was it? 3D well, the, Jaws was worse. No, they the, were both shit. It was 3D Jaws, definitely. Yeah, so that was the one where it was like a water aquarium big zoo thing weird yeah. where they had water tunnels <laughs> I, I i just love that you both know this uh, yes i i'd love a jaws film uh i i'm, I'm i feel undereducated i'll have to D- go deep and, blue sea is the king of shit films oh actually i'd agree with you that that is good fun because samuel sea jackson is just there and yeah. then he's not there what was the point of uh, yeah do you reckon what he just they ran out of money, or there was some. He did make snakes on the plane a few years later, didn't he? So, I think Samuel just knows what the people want, and that is the odd shit film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just show your face in the odd. Do you remember the Fifty First Date? My God, he was good. I love that. that film. That is awful. Yeah, that's, I love that's that film. An awful film. It, it's all. It's, it's awful. Got, I think it's got a different name in America for Lisa Marie. I think. Oh, does I, it? I think it's got two Why? names. Why would they change the name in America when it's a reference? It might be different for us. Fifty first state named. Now this is no, this is good listening. I'm not sure, Lisa Marie, if you know this one. It's got Robert Carlyle playing a scouser, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson wearing a kilt for various reasons, and it's about <laughs> gangsterism. Yeah, it's, it's Formula Fifty One. Yeah. Why the? Why would you do that? It's a reference to the United States of America. What? I don't understand that. That's remarkable. <laughs> yes, I'm not familiar with that one, but, you know, um, it's got you started for meat, this evening, yes. <laughs> Meatloaf plays a character called the Lizard, which... Ah, uh, yes. even better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Meat was meat was doing a lot of bits back in the day. Um, Mr. Meat, thank you. <laughs> meat to his pals. <laughs> Uh, Meet to his pals. Actually, there's a wonderful uh, article about a Meat Love concert in Ireland that I am going to send on to you guys later on. It's one. Is it the Gabriel two. Byrne one? Not Gabriel Byrne. What's his name? Gay someone. Gay Byrne. Gay, Gay Byrne. Byrne. That's it. Yeah. Not Gay no, Byrne. no, 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 no. This is about an actual gig and the f- absolute mayhem that was going on in this local Irish parish hall, basically, where Meat had no business performing. It's tremendous. I'll send it on to you at some stage. Uh, Carl, did you want to talk about anything in particular or footy related or do you have any openers for us? Um, well, I've mentioned Terry Hall. Obviously, that, that's, a, that, that's a big thing for people of our generation. For, for, for our generation. Um, I'm happy to talk about why the 51st Days is a, a bloody awful film. <laughs> I, I do want to get your take on that, so go ahead. It's the bit where he goes into the United pub with his Liverpool shirt on and everyone yeah. quiet, sits quietly and listens. Yeah. Like you wouldn't get it past, you wouldn't get to the bar. But and then he eventually sort of puts it up to them in a way that he does get a chase, right? 
I do yeah. recall he gets to chase. Did he yeah. let off a flare or something? I can't remember. Is it something like I that? Can't. He put uh, he, uh, didn't uh, he brick the window. Something like that. And it, it, it's uh, uh, this is one of my biggest. Uh, I've got sort of many sort of coverall um, uh, claims which I, I think should never be uh, refuted. One of which is that the bigger the pub, the worse it is. Small pubs are better always. And mm. the other one for me is that um, there are no good football films. It just doesn't work. You can't do it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a football film about okay. football. I'm going to make the case because I, 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 I probably pretty much agree with you. And I want to get the opinion of Lisa Marie and Carl on this as well. I'm going to make the case for Escape to Victory because there are actual footballers in it doing actual football bits. And John uh, Walker. John works there. Um, the the two Steve lads. Manaman is in goal too. Yeah, there's I, a point. I can't offer an opinion. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen <laughs> but, Escape but, to Victory. I think that's a different thing. When when you talk actually about games that are going on, about seasons that have happened, rather than just. I mean, Gregory's Girls is a fantastic film. Of course, it is. It's one of the greatest yeah. films ever made. I but don't mean fo- that. I mean yeah. actual football. As but, in the, but the whole the, the the set piece of 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 Escape to Victory is the match against is the Germans. And and you've got Pele, man. You've got Ozzy Ardiles. You've got um, lots of boys doing actual bits. And I think even the guy who played the main star in the German team was a footballer too, as well as an actor. So like, I don't know. I think I think that's the one exception where the football isn't cringy. Um, but then you do have Sly Stallone as a goalkeeper, and that is an issue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you take Kez as well, but I mean, actual about about like proper football clubs, not a game of football within a film. Oh well, what would I can't even think of such a thing. What name me a movie that is about a proper football club? I I, I mean what fucking well, fifty first date is definitely one because because he goes to a Liverpool match. Goal, Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Isn't isn't John Henry in a? Oh, John Henry's in um. Oh, the Moneyball. Yeah, that's uh, I was I was. Oh, Moneyball. Yeah. Yeah. That's baseball. <laughs> uh, but, but he's actually he's actually in it, right? So I, I was just I was tr- tr- yeah. He, there's a scene where he's he's well. Think, there is a scene, but is that actually John? I don't Henry think it, I don't no, 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 it's not him acting as him, but it's like the character of actual John. Yeah, Henry. it is the actual character at the end because he offers um, Brad Pitt's character a job with the Red Sox. That's right. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah, but uh, I think it's not a bad point you make. I mean, can 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 Lisa Marie or Guy actually put something forward? You, Guy, you uh, said the Damned United's a good. Uh, yeah, I was gonna thing. say I, that's like the one I've seen. I have. That, I recently watched the Damned United. I that, that's more about the man rather than football. Yeah, exactly. They don't yeah, go to. They don't to an, go to an existing game of football to watch a game of football. I also would have issues having read the book with a lot of the casting there in that um do you not like michael sheen i'm a fan of sheen generally but i think he makes clough a bit too mincy and um i it it just clough was scary man he was scary like yes yes he acted in a way that was you know the voice was quite high pitched and he had sort of certain gestures that were you know perhaps not like overtly aggressive or masculine or whatever but he was a scary bastard. You would not 
you would not mess with Brian Clough. And I didn't get that sense of threat off Sheen. Mm. That that would be my issue there. And then some of the casting, like the guy they got to play Johnny Giles and Stephen Graham was playing somebody. I think that might have been Johnny Giles. It just didn't work. Um, but look, that I quibble. But I do actually, I think this is going very much to what Carl's saying. I think, you know, when you're casting movies like this, you have to be very careful. At least make the lads look freaking athletic. Make them look like actual yeah. footballers, albeit 70s footballers, but make them look like proper athletes. Amer- and- American sport has got this much better, I think, because you've got, like, remember the Titans and... Ah, oh, so many Americans. side and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Co- like, good. for basketball, Coach Carter's fucking fantastic. Coach Carter's great. They 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 do it well. What, what would you say is the best sports movie, Lisa Marie, that you've watched that actually deals with the sport? Um... I mean, yeah, Remember the Titans is very good. Um, you know, it was, it's funny. I, I mentioned this on the, the last time we were, we were all together and I talked about that podcast, um, that I've started listening to about Friday Night Lights and the ah, more yeah, I yeah, listened yeah. to that, they really got that, the football aspect, especially being high school and cause they've used, they, they, it turns out they did use footage from actual Texas football games, high school football games intermingled into um you know the act what the actors were doing in the show so i i think that is and i it's been a long time since i saw the movie friday night lights i mean i did see it but it was it was years ago um but seeing as the same people made the movie that you know then it became the show i would say you know that's probably a front runner I agree completely i I, lo- I used to enjoy watching the sports sequences and that you know instead of cringing just on this, yeah. Trev, Google has Pink Panther 2 with Steve Martin listed as a football film, which I'm very much for. Uh, what in the name of all that's holy could the possible connection be there? Or do you <laughs> think it, that's it's just- set a football game because he, he interviews football people because they think they stole the diamond. Oh, no, it's ah. killed some because I think they think one of the football players killed someone or something. Well, I need you to pivot back to what you said earlier yeah. on. Gold 2, because I remember this series of movies called Gold. Doesn't it follow like some young South American kid who makes it and plays a reality? Santi? Santi? Um, Santi Muniz. Is it Muniz? I can't remember. Bloody no. um, uh, Santi. So, Gold 1, he's at Newcastle. You get a bit of Shearer in there um, doing training. And then Gold 2, he goes to Real Madrid. You have, I think you have Beckham, Raul. Steve McManaman has a speaking role. His ass probably dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> Second gratuitous arse reference of the day, and I approve of both of them. And goal three is at the World Cup, but I don't think Santi is in it that much. And, and can I ask you, because you clearly, as our resident um, film guru, have seen yeah. these movies? I haven't f- seen I haven't seen three because it's meant to be like beyond shit. But I, I like the first two. Well, is, is the football in any good? The actual football part. Uh, this bloke takes free kicks from about 40 yards and they might as well break physics. I, uh, yes, okay. I, it's very good, yes. Yes, <laughs> sounds tremendous. <laughs> I'm just, my, my one sports movie shed that I, I have to throw in here, I, I don't know if it actually works in terms of the reality of the gameplay, but the combat aspect on the park, um, that you get with American football is very well represented, which is any given Sunday, which I love. I have to say, uh, I know it's not, yeah, that speech is fantastic, but I do like the movie in general. I think, you know, that, that was pretty decent, but again, I would imagine purists would, would, would be cringing at the actual presentation of the sport. I don't know. Mean Machine with Omar Dejili doing an overhead kick. 
Oh my god, is that French a thing? Chef, have you not seen Mean Machine? I've the English one. I don't remember it. That's with Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones, just, yeah. Yeah, I, thought, I did oh, see it. Oh, Magic scores an overhead kick. Of oh no, he, he attempts does. to score. No, he, he fails to score an overhead kick. Danny Dyer has the tapping role because he plays the stupid person. So Danny Dyer scores an open goal and then they all celebrate. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Well, you've kind of already sold it to me now. With yes. that, if you've got Jones, uh, Jalili and Dyrell. I mean, who, and Jason, Jason Statham plays Monk. A crazy of course he does. Of course he yes. does. Back when Statham was actually like perhaps enjoyable. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but before he was in every big action movie ever. Yes. Like Statham's just that career man. The kid used to be a swimmer before Guy Ritchie picked him up. That's remarkable. Um, did you, Lisa Marie, have anything that you wanted to bring up by way of an issue? Uh, I was going to say at the start of the show, but we're about 7,000 <laughs> minutes into it. Uh, did you have anything particularly you wanted to talk no, about? No, that was just like- my weather report. That was my that was my intro for the week. Um, so, no, we, we can we can proceed with, you know, I don't know, the rest of the podcast, if you wish. Well, the rest of the now podcast. Now that it's half over. Yeah, at, at this point, <laughs> the rest of the podcast will look like this. Is there anything that we want to talk about to do with the Reds? Because myself and Guy did the show last night based on the um, comeback to the season, which was the 3-2 defeat to City. And I feel like I'm all talked out about that particular game. And my big takeaway, much to Guy's chagrin, was I was lamenting endlessly about how I really do think they need to go and start throwing some money at the walls now, given the the, uh, the injury situation and all the rest of it. And I, I want us to rescue this season because I can see it drifting away. So I wouldn't mind just getting a quick take from all of you on that particular thing, because some of you might tell me to, to run away and stop being such a, a crybaby. And some of you may agree. And I'd just like to get your take on it. So. Lisa Marie, I know you were listening live, so you know exactly the topic I'm talking about. As you were listening, did you find yourself wincing and thinking, oh, God, he's talking about new players. I'm not going to get new players. Stop talking about new players. You know, what, or, or what, what was, like, what's your take on, on what surgery needs to be done? Do you think it's going to get done? And, and, and so on. And I, I agree with you, Trev. I mean, I, I think, especially now, I, I just caught a couple bits coming across on um, Klopp's conference this morning. And apparently Bobby Firmino is going to be out for a couple games as well as Milner. And yeah, I think, I think we need, <laughs> we need an injection of something. Um, but whether or not it's going to happen, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I've, you know, I've listened to the latest transfer podcast that you and Dave Davis did as well. And, you know, I always feel optimistic after those. Um so I don't know if it's, you know, false optimism or, or not, but, I, you know, I, I just hope, 
you know, the, the right people are, are looking at the big picture and seeing that, you know, if we're going to, if we have a prayer of top four, we've got to get, you know, we, we've got to get some depth into the team um, and, and a spark of something. So I'm, I'm, I remain hopeful as always, as, as you know, that is my optimism tends to be my default, but I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I'm not necessarily too upset about the loss yesterday. Now I didn't see the first half. I only saw the second half of the game. Um, because again, it was the first time, you know, back playing after, you know, however many weeks off. So, um, I'm not as worried about that. And I think, I don't remember if it was you or Dave or guy or one of you that was talking about, I think it was you guy, where it was like, you know, Hey, we're out of it. That means that less games that the players have to, we have to worry about, you know, covering. And while it would have been nice to take it, you know, we're not going to lose a lot of sleep of the fact that, you know, we're out of that cup. So. Yeah, that was definitely me because I was trying to console myself. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually, thought there was a little bit from Guy because he was like, "Now I don't have to worry about you know hosting the." Post-match. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, not not to speak for Guy Carl, but I want to bring you in on this to see if you've got sort of a counter opinion. I I I kind of have a feeling you might, but I, I could be wrong. I don't want to put words in your mouth or speak for Guy. But like both of us, by the end of the show, we're kind of thinking. Well, I mean, we either do something or given the situation, like with Diaz and all the other bits and pieces that have been afflicting us and have started to afflict us again, even in the in that little mini off season uh, and the recent now illnesses again and uh, all all the rest of it. Um, and the, the, what some of us considered the glaring um, issue that we had to address anyway, it seems to be all very much accentuated now by uh, some further complications and so I think in a way that it's kind of almost necessary to do some surgery now in January um, the alternative of course like I said and I'm not trying to talk for a guy here is that we just end up uh, saying well saw that and you know almost cynically play the season out and maybe trying to avoid those intermediate European competitions Um and the knock-on effect from that then, of course, Carl, is are you really going to be able to attract anybody in the summer without the immediate lure of Champions League football? Lads are very uh, short attention spans. I yeah. find it, it's a very complicated area, Carl. It's, it's not a simple thing. Like When you look at it, what's your what's your goal on it? Like w- w- The season to come and the necessity to, to move in the transfer market, those two things. Well, we're going to get top four, so I'm not, I'm not overly worried about that. Are we? Are we? Yeah, of course we are. What are you basing that on, man? You can't be basing that on the form of the first half of the season because if you are, you're wrong. Five five months to go is what I'm saying. We've had a bad start to the season, but but everyone's we've, we've beaten the bloody league champions. Who are probably going to be the European champions. And you know, I'm not counting last night because we had twelve year olds in uh, playing, and um, and I thought they were very bad, and I thought ours were too. Theirs were too. Um, no, I, I don't think it's. Yeah, you, know, you can't write the season off in December. You can't do that. Um, and you know, no, it's not going well. Of course, it's not going well. But you, you don't throw the towel in. You don't do that. Do you really think Arsenal are going to win the league? Because at the, if you I read it today, do. if you read it today, then they've mm. already won it. We're sixth. <laughs> we're we're in sixth mm. place, and we are seven points behind fourth place. And we've yeah. got to play everyone again. I think yeah. we'll pick up six points. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not going to get Champions League football. Of course, we are. Um, otherwise, uh, I wouldn't bother going. Um, but as for the, the yeah, of course we need signings because um, 
I was really disappointed with Fabio Carvalho last night. And people are going to go, yeah, yeah, but he scored. But he's, he's for that sort of game, he's, he's, he's too light. Um, and he was getting knocked over all over the place. I'm appalled at Joe Gomez last night as well for that first goal. And, and I, I know he's playing Robocop, but um, just basics. Get across, get across your player. Just get across. That's your job. Get across the player. But they're all rusty, so you know it doesn't really count in anything. And I'm quite pleased that it was 3-2 because I did think, you know, if they're up for this, this could be 4-0 when, when I saw the team. But yeah, we, we need, you know, we, we need signings and whatever you think about Bellingham or, or, or the other lads, you know, but um, I don't know. But, but we, we need fresh blood because they're all getting old and they, and they really are. But the thing that concerned me more than anything last night is we were so bloody nice, just nice to everyone. How, I said this to my mate this morning, how does Rodri leave that pitch with a workable jaw? How is no one leaving something in on Rodri? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean in a sort of, you know, but you've got to stand up for yourself. I mean, they didn't stand up for themselves at all last night. Roger comes over and pushes Carvalho. Why isn't there anyone going nose to nose and saying, you don't do that to my lad? You don't do that. Fabinho, you know, Fabinho walked away. I don't want him to walk away. I want him to be wearing your studs tomorrow morning. And I'm not and that that's not a just as, yeah, yeah, you know, it's all macho stuff. That's important within the game. You stand up for yourself. Otherwise, you get bullied. But Liverpool got bullied. Well, certainly by him, he was he was allowed he was allowed away with murder, both by Coot and um, and I wouldn't mind, but the push on 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 uh, Fabinho was a, a sneaky one by Gundogan that most people missed because it just yeah. looked like Rodri was throwing his weight around. But he, it, Rodri was going in on Quevin Keller soon afterwards. He was just yeah. he, he he was literally literally throwing his sizable weight around, and uh, I agree with you on that. We do need to, be, but but look, I guess this is what I'm trying. Pushy on. I, I'm. I'm not. I, I'm not fully getting where you're going with the the blanket confidence because look at our squad. You know we're going to have to play these kids. Like we've got Bobby to well, come that, back in well, whenever. And, and that's the issue, isn't it? And that's it the, is. We, it we, is. You know, I like I like Ben Doak, but he shouldn't be starting games for Liverpool, and I'm not that he has. You know, but um, and it, it is a disgrace that you know we're not. We, we need three signings. Two of them are going to be big. Have to be proper big after you know after the Arthur Mello debacle. Um, it's, I always uh, forget he exists. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I had to look at him the other day. Well, like, we, I, I do a fantasy league redraft thing in, in. I did that this week, and, and he appeared on the list. I thought I, I genuinely thought he'd gone. Well, um, well, let, let let me let me bring Guy in to push him on this topic before we do our Christmas quiz to finish off. I mean. Carl there is saying he's, he's supremely confident we're going to get top four. I would say that I, I, I'm not at all if we don't get, if it's contingent on signings for me because of the Diaz absence now, the ongoing absence of Jota, the current short-term absence of Bobby Firmino, uh, and just, it, it, the list goes on. You know what I'm saying here, Guy? I yeah. think, I think our, 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 confidence around having enough about us to finish top four is contingent on signings um i'm I'm fairly unequivocal about that what what where do you stand are you kind of have you a different opinion i mean if the current squad flips 180 from the first half of the season we will get top four but do i have confidence in that not really um it's just it's it's weird because i think if it wasn't for the forward injuries you just go if we get one midfielder, adds to the legs. We're not relying on Naby Keita having working limbs to rotate a bit in midfield that aren't children. Um, but Diaz is out. 
till March, I think, or it might be Jota that's out till March. One of them's out till March, one's out till February. But we know Jota will probably get injured again. This is Diaz's first big injury in his career, so will he now become Naby Keita 2.0? I have just scared myself. What the hell have I just said? Um, <laughs> <fuck's sake. laughs> um, but we need to address two positions, and maybe even a third, but asking too much off in a January transfer window. But it, if the lads play like they will, we will piss top four, let's be honest. But... I don't have the confidence in it. I think the midfield's been left to rot. We're expecting too much of Elliot, who shouldn't be starting for us, never mind people like Ben Doak that Carl mentioned. Um, Curtis Jones hasn't taken any steps, I don't think. Maybe slightly better defensively than when he was, but he, he's dropped off on the ball from when he first broke through. Navigator Pringles, Thiago Pringles, Henderson's declined now. Fabinho was Tabinho Favares for the first half of the season. Or his twin evil brother. Um, uh, so yeah, it's just my own. The only thing that gave me confidence is that Fabinho looked a bit more like himself in his cameo last night. But I was going to say that. Yeah, that, that's the only reason that maybe the World Cup's out the way. There's no fear about injuries now. Maybe we see that uptick from Fabinho from um, Van Dyke, especially, um, and that that can carry us through. But then you've still got John Henderson, who had a couple good games for England, but it's been it's been rarer and rarer for Liverpool. Um, yeah, it's just we we need some we need at least one in midfield who will make a big impact. And well, we said on Raw, didn't we? It can't be Kabak and fucking Davis two point oh. No, it's got to it, be. It yeah, no, no it's yeah. got to be an immediate impact um, mm-hmm. type type of individual, which is a big ask. Which is why. Um, Dude. <laughs> what if you, if you turn into fucking uh, Father Christmas all of a sudden? It's Jude. <laughs> oh lad, I tell you what, if it ends up being Jude, I'm going to get on and do a pod with you with the two of us just laughing for a full hour. Um, Jude, Jude and Declan Rice. Jude and Declan Rice. Sign yeah. them on the get, en- get Enzo in there as well. We haven't had a Enzo. good Argentinian. All in three 10 years. of them signing on the pitch before yeah. Villa yeah. at, at Villa Park. <laughs> Whilst Coutinho watches what could have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you won't, uh, you won't believe this guy. He's injured. In, in, injured. Yeah, in, injured. Right then. We have been recording for how long now, guy? What's the count? Uh, 44 minutes and 18 seconds. Perfect timing. We are going to do a Christmas quiz. And I'm thinking at the moment five questions each. I have the opportunity to do much more than that, but I have you all written down here on a little separate uh, um, pages pages uh, opening, and I'm going to keep a track of this score. I'm going to take these completely random questions in the order that they came, okay? It's from a place, I'm not even telling you, because one of you will open it up and look it up, because you're cheap. <laughs> uh, but I had, the, I had the Cosmopolitan Christmas quiz, but it was absolute gack. This one, the first 10 or 15, I mean, look, they're fine. We're, this is what we're doing. So uh, five each, and we'll see how you go. Uh, so do do feel free to play along at home. Uh, do we have any... Have pre- you did this to Russell Osman? <laughs> I have, yeah. How did you get on at home with that? That was a tricky one, wasn't it? Did Grant get that? 
hey it's important to keep a connection with your listeners uh i i do try to I do yeah try try. To, li- listeners try yeah oh, as opposed to just my mom yeah <laughs> me on, on a car journey somewhere <laughs> Uh, yeah, your, your pessimism about how many people you actually get uh, get listened to by is, is quite remarkable. Uh, I have put you right on that, by the way, in case people are out there listening. Hang on a minute. Uh, we do know how many of you are out there and we appreciate you immensely. So let's get started. Do we have any preferences for order or will I just go ahead and work it out now by getting you to pick a number? Between You've won anyway, haven't you? So go on. If this is the first time I'm actually not going to be inclu- included or take any glory at all, I promise. That doesn't uh, matter. You'll do it anyway. I, I, well, I, I, I have. We're not finished yet. I may well. I may well just <laughs> claim. I may well just the, claim. The winner it. of the quiz goes into the super quiz against Trev. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> including Trev. <laughs> 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 Look, I can't promise anything, but currently I'm feeling. He let very, me win last year. I'm feeling very Christmassy. He didn't let me win. He allowed. I, I won fair and square last year. He didn't take any credit. There you go. That's what. That's what you meant to say first time round. <laughs> you haven't seen the trophies made. <laughs> I have a tiara. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fashion from a gingerbread house. Just one of the cast-offs from your table of confectionery le- yesterday. Holy shit. Lisa Marie's Greg's business. Lisa Marie's sideline Greg's. Oh, can I just say that I, lo- I love Greg's Hannah Hannah's. Hannah Hannah's are, uh, as a new nickname. I'm, I'm going to change the way. I'm going to change Greg in my phone. Here's Greg's. Are we going Greg's or Coupland's? Or both? What do do Greg's do as much of the sweet stuff? I just know Greg's because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go there for their sausage rolls. So that's that's what my connection with them is. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want whenever I want and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked, and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial, and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes, and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Are we ready to begin? I need you to pick a number between 1 and 10, and um, the first person to get that number will uh, get to go first, and then we'll work out second. So, Carl, number between 1 and 10, go, please. Number 5, Ray Kennedy. Number 5, Ray Kennedy. Lisa Marie? Number 3. Number 3. No, Guy Drinkle. Rubino. Number 6. There's, no, not Wolverine, he's a prick. Um, someone. Yeah, <laughs> six. Shall we, with, shall we go with Tiago? Yeah. No, Carl Kopak. Um, uh, uh, no, Robbie Fowler. 
It's not nine, Robbie Fowler. Uh, go for it, Lisa Marie. Number eight. Ivan Leonardson. It's not number eight either. Good lord. This well, is turning into quite the competition guy. Go. Two? Have we got two left? We've two's left, yeah. It's we'll not two. two. Carl, back to you. Yeah. One Ray Clemens. No, it's not one Ray Clemens. Okay, what Marie. numbers are left? I, I, look, I, do you not, need, no, wait, you said that. Seven? Of course it's seven. Kenny Dalgleish. Jesus. Oh. Yes. You go first. How uh, Guy, do you wish stop it? Guy, do you wish to go second, or do you wish to get into a battle with Carl for second, or do you care? I don't care. So, guy, second. Okay, Lisa Marie, guy, Carl. That's the order I have on my page. It's almost like I meant it. Right here we go. <laughs> How many presents, Lisa Marie, in total were given in the twelve days of Christmas? You know that song. Oh Lord, I got this question last year and got it yes, wrong. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, and that's why you've got it again. And I cannot allow you. And I do often. not remember the answer. Well, oh my I've God, got, it was it was a high number. Yeah, um, you're not getting enough time to do the sums. So come on. <laughs> um, one thousand nine hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I will offer it to the other two, and the first to say the correct answer gets it. Oh, what? They've had longer to figure it out. No fair. Oh, that's actually that's actually. I, I, I'm too tired to do. Uh, also, actually, seven hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, no, so that, I'm not giving that. <laughs> it's three hundred sixty-four. Oh. No. <laughs> I'm not offering questions. So so far, Lisa Marie. That's my, that's my sound effect from seventies uh, TV shows in English. The Babbage. Um. Guy Drinkle, your question. Name the famous Christmas ballet. Seriously? Uh, oh, come Nutcracker. on. <laughs> Good work, sir. Yes. Carl uh, Kopak, how many Scrabble points for the word Christmas? Right. I'm going to work it out. I want to say 21. It's 16. Oh, okay. Round to you again, Lisa Marie. What is Frosty the Snowman's nose made of? Um, a carrot. I mean, that's a fine guess, but apparently it's a button. Oh, yes, it is. Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, yeah that's what nose. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah, lovely that button. sounds like bullshit to me. <laughs> this well, is, according to the song that is that is that is correct considering guy is already in the lead uh you're not going to be happy with this uh lisa marie or carl guy what is it that you should do under the mistletoe okay have you given me the children's questions here <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for that but forget what what sound does a car make <laughs> um, kiss is the answer it is Carl has got an e- equally easy one, so Lisa Marie's going to be pissed Don't off. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, how many Merry... How, sorry, how do you say Merry Christmas in Spanish? Uh, I, I, I'm going to need an accent here. Feliz Navidad. Very good. We'll give you that one. Uh, Lisa Marie, back to you. How many... Malakalikimaka is the way you say it in Hawaiian, but anyway... <laughs> Well, that's very impressive, but I'm not giving you a point for it. How many candles should there be on an Advent wreath? Four. Yeah, you see, that's the answer, but I thought that 
I thought they had it wrong. Is it not like four around one? Well, I was wondering, I was, I was oh, saying that, it's like, three, okay, there's the, the three purple and the one pink, but are we counting the white in the middle? Ah, so, yeah, but it's not on the wreath, so that's probably Yeah, best. okay, so four good is answer. correct. Good answer, you're right. Yay! Right. You were right as anyway. As a good Catholic girl should, yes. Now, Guy Drinkle, because you were uh, getting, oh, uh, shit. getting all bent out of shape. 777. <laughs> <laughs> Which president? Oh, of the United States, was the first to decorate the White House Christmas tree. I don't even know that. Oh, uh, oh I'm glad I didn't give it to you then. Washington? Least. It's not Washington. It's uh, the tremendously well-known Franklin Pierce. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Uh, the 14th president of the United States. Oh, good. From the state of New Hampshire. Just stop. Stop. Drunk <laughs> <laughs> uh, alcoholic lost his child in a train crash. Oh, good. Yes. God. yes. On the way to his inauguration. Yep. Yeah. Can I have the kids question again? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I want to let these guys get their showboat out of the way. Come on, let's oh. get presidential numbers down. Come on. Let's get some presidential, presidential answers from you here now in terms of your literary knowledge. In which year, what year, excuse me, was a Christmas carol? By Charles Dix- Dickens. Dixon, oh. it says. By Charles Dixon. Oh my God, no, lads. Really, oh my gosh. Yeah. Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, published what year? You've got a choice of three, so don't jump. 1799. <laughs> You've got a choice of four. 1799, 1801, 1837, 1843. It's got to be 1843. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think it was 1799. No, strangely, I thought you'd have to be born at that point. Well, the Muppets were about then, so you must have inspired them. Yeah. At the end of round three, and we were going to do five rounds, the score is Lisa Marie 1, Guy 2, Carl 2. We're going on to round four. Down he's seven. Down he's quietly got eight. Uh, (laughs) The question 10. What is the name, Lisa Marie, of Scrooge's dead business partner? Um, oh shoot. Yeah, this will annoy you if you don't get it. I can hear someone. No, it, it's like on the tip of my tongue. It's, it starts with the letter M. <laughs> I can actually hear your key. Marley. Jacob Marley. Marley is correct. I'll give you that. Marley and Marley. <laughs> I I have no faith. Now, in anything, I could hear people actually clicking the key. I was muted. It was Carl cheating. Unbelievable. I wasn't cheating. I was cheating. Question 11, Guy Drinkle. In which ocean is Christmas Island situated? Uh, Pacific. It's a fine guess, sir, but you are wrong. It's the ocean. Carl Kopak, last question of round four for you. Which? Wait, wait, what ocean was that? Was that? What the, ocean was it? Indian Ocean. Indian Ocean. Oh, is it? Okay. Christmas Island. Question 12, which is, like I said, the last question of round four. Which continent does Christmas dinner favorite, the turkey, originate from? Uh, I'm going to say Asia. Again, a fun guess, but it's apparently North America, and they do have a big turkey tradition there with presidential pardons and so on. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's for Thanksgiving. You, you pardon the turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but the, the turkey have to, has to be alive on Christmas. 
Uh, so he can be, he can be actually eaten then. He gets eaten every eat yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You pardon him, then let him off for a few weeks. Sneak up on the bastard and eat him. Um, it's uh, it's a glorious uh, tradition. <laughs> yeah, but we've never I've never done turkey for Christmas because we do it for Thanksgiving. Really? We always do ham or or um like a tenderloin. But anyway. <laughs> oh, actually, this reminds me. I'm going to pause the quiz midway. I've got I do have a question that I have to ask you that came in on Twitter from Nick. Pretty sure it was from Nick. Let me just. It was. It was Nick Turner. Nick asks, "Do the following items belong on a full Christmas dinner?" I'm pausing it here at the end of round four because it's two each. So this next round could be the decider. Uh, do the following items belong on a full Christmas dinner? One stuffing, two cranberry sauce, three bread sauce, four sprouts, five Yorkshire puddings. Now, first of all, I'm Irish, so Yorkshire puddings wouldn't be on it. I don't know. What, I don't know what bread sauce is, but I presume some sort of savory white sauce. I think I've seen it before. Sprouts are a big thing for us. Uh, stuffing, big thing for us. But I agree with Nick. Stop putting fruit on carvery dinners in any way, shape, or form. Sauce or chunks of pineapple, like my old man used to put on that on the ham. No. Uh, so for me, <laughs> I'm only having two of those. Uh, Carl Kopak, stuffing, cranberry sauce, bread sauce, sprouts, Yorkshire puddings. How many of them are going to be on your Christmas plate? Four, because bread sauce is the stuff of evil. And what is it? Explain to us what it is. It's just like it's just like wallpaper paste. <laughs> it's basically wallpaper paste. That's what it looked like. But is it kind it's of the salty? Of sauces. Is it salty? Like, what's the idea of it? What do you? What's it oh, for? I've only had it once, and okay. um, on a Christmas dinner, in fact. And uh, my dad got annoyed because we all said, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so you're having all the rest of it. Ha- quite happy with a bit of cranberry sauce there floating around. Well, I don't. I don't mean so. Cranberry sauce has never been a thing for me because obviously that's a turkey thing. But um, uh, right. love the Yorkshire did love a sprout. Would you have stuffing considering you don't eat meat? Yeah, I like stuffing. Yeah, same as that. Uh, Guy, as the other person who's going to be able to relate to most of these, we'll go to you next. Stuffing, cranberry sauce, bread sauce, sprouts, Yorkshire puddings. Of the five, how many are going on your plate? Uh, Same four for me. Uh, Cranberry sauce only with turkey and turkey sandwiches, obviously. Um, But mint sauce for... um, I don't really do... Great. Yeah. I haven't really done horseradish. I might have to... I might have to give it a pass, yeah. I have to give that a bash. Hang on, but, hang on. Mint sauce. Yeah. On yeah, your lamb, really. Maybe not, not on yeah, Christmas. Maybe, maybe, maybe carvery stuff, mint sauce. Right, okay. From the uh, American perspective, Lisa Marie, stuffing, cranberry sauce, bread sauce, sprouts, Yorkshire puddings. How many of those five are going to actually feature on your Christmas plate? That would be a zero. Zero. No, you don't do. You don't do stuff. Oh, okay. So you well, don't have first turkey. of all, yeah, yeah. Cranberry sauce, stuffing. All of, that's Thanksgiving. That's they're, that's they're more of a Thanksgiving yeah. meal, which again, obviously, American holiday. Um, for sprouts? for Christmas sprouts? sprouts, not necessarily. Okay. Um, and potentially, I don't know. My mother's doing Christmas dinner, and she doesn't necessarily always do the same thing every year. Um, kind of changes it up. So, yeah, no, none of that. And and the the Yorkshire pudding, as you said, that's that's not us. Um, and yeah, the 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 what was it? Bread gravy. Bread sauce, yeah, bread sauce. <laughs> bread sauce. Never heard of that. Had to look that up. And I agree with Carl. It looked like wallpaper paste. So, yeah, um, yeah. 
Well, I actually, to weigh in, never give a, 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 a solitary fuck what's on my plate once there are at least eight types of potatoes. Um, <laughs> oh. Yes. C- cliched Irish man that I, I was going to say. And where are you from again? Yeah, yeah. I want roast potatoes. <laughs> I want mashed potatoes. I want garlic potatoes. I want dauphinoise potatoes. Get me the potatoes, lads. And Get a, big... a hassle back in there, and now we're talking. Oh, a hassle back as well. Love them. Love mm-hmm. them as well. Round five. Uh, let's see who wins this quiz. In the name of God. Uh, <laughs> Question one of round five, Lisa Marie Hannan. One of the most popular Christmas toys of 1971. Who or what wobble, but don't fall down? Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Oh, that's really good. I've never heard this before. I've, oh, I, you? No, never. Well, 1971 is before my time, Carl. Which was before I was born. Thank you. But no, I, well, I did have, but you forgot. You forget my father was a toy buyer. My father was a toy buyer oh, for a department course, store. <laughs> I, I I sometimes get confused with the the Bronte timeline. I think you go back to the I know, but yeah. Oh, you're uh, so, I'm, uh, yes, but weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. That's really good. You see, you had an advantage there with your background. Very good. Uh, I love love how these fall. Okay, let me change the score. So far, at least Marie's in winning position. If you were born, Guy Drinkle, on Christmas Day, what is your star sign? Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Um, you see, you don't let Carl. I knew that one. I know this one too. But it's not yes. necessarily easy. I, I wouldn't know this. Sagittarius? Oh, it's not. Almost. It's Capricorn. Oh, fuck off. I was going to go with Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Kopak, can you bring it to a playoff with Lisa Marie? Question 15, the final one in the quiz so far. What country has the tradition of filling children's clothes? Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! What country? <laughs> what country has the tradition of filling children's clogs with candy and treats on December the fifth? Tricky, isn't it? Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Netherlands. I think you might be right. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do the next ones straight off the top. Question to both of you: Whoever jumps in first with the correct answer, get a bit of drama. So first tiebreaker again. It's the first person to answer correctly. It will be offered to the other person. Then, how about your name is your buzzer? So we can have a buzzer by saying our name. Would you like to do that? Are you okay with that? Carl, not yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to use LM instead of Lisa Marie? Because you know it's kind of lengthy. Yeah, Greg's. <laughs> yes, Greg's. Greg's Polytechnic Copac. oh my god right here we go question tiebreaker number one the most popular toy of 1980 was actually designed by a professor of architecture in budapest to teach his students about oh oh the toy queen is in it is no i said it first uh carl said that first okay my hearing's fucked sorry about that Sorry, Lisa Marie. I really did. I really did. That was Go funny. for it, Carl. It's the Rubik's Cube. It is the Rubik's Cube. I assume that's what you were going with, Lisa Marie? It was what I was going with as well, yes. I'm terribly sorry that I, I, I got your hopes up there by mishearing Carl. <laughs> See, if I, was, if I wasn't here, Carl, you'd be currently getting cheated out of a quiz. So. Well, I'm probably going to end up, by the time he's written it down, I'm going to be third anyway behind Greg's and, um, and Downey. No, I'm going to say nothing. I'm just going to put it in the show notes that I won 
uh, and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you got them all, didn't you, Trev? I'm going to call the quiz, uh, uh, the show quiz champion, Trev Downey, and uh, he can all fuck off for Christmas. <laughs> Uh, so we should wrap it up there because congratulations, we, Carl. So you oh, have to be gracious, a, a gracious loser. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. I think Although I would like to note case. that I came from behind to nearly win. Heartfelt, heartfelt. <laughs> uh, I bottled that. And sincere, you, you did. <laughs> I knew, I knew the turkey one. I knew the North American turkey one. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it actually worked out quite well. I'm glad. Uh, so we should start wrapping it up. Um, I'm going to start by saying keep an eye out for the Christmas episode number 50 of Great Stories, which has just come out in the last couple of days. Uh, it's about 50 minutes, 45 minutes, something like that, of, of a story, and a little bit of chat afterwards. Do give that a listen. If you're uh, one of those people who's sitting on the fence and has never heard of it and don't think it might be your thing, go and, th- go and try it and see what you think. And give a listen to all the various content that we'll be coming out with on the channel um, over the next few weeks. A lot of people putting in a lot of heavy lifting and doing good stuff. That's my little bit of a plug, and I want to wish everyone a happy Christmas who does listen to us Um we do appreciate you. Uh, Carl, anything you wanted to mention there before we go? Um, not especially. We've just finished recording the latest version of my Sherlock podcast, from Adelaide Amberley, and myself and John Reese. Um, we've just done uh, the, the Dancing Men, which is an absolute classic uh, with Paul Edwards. And uh, the next one we're doing is The Sultry Cyclist. Love it. Love it. Uh, Lisa Marie, any last minute plugs or recs or mentions of any sort? Well, again, um, I would also like to uh, say Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. Um, You know, just try to enjoy the the fun and the joy of the season. And um, uh, apparently I'm going to be on Nina's show after the Villa game on Monday. So uh, listen in. Perfect. And Guy, bring us home if you've got any particular recommendations or plugs. Die had the Christmas movie. Fuck y'all. I'm out. <laughs> oh, has anyone here argued against that though in terms of a, a counter counter suggestion is that yeah. what you mean no no I mean like I think all of us have agreed that Die Hard is a Christmas movie I, I know that there are those who argue otherwise but I think that's been the consensus on this show oh, no you'll always get one contrarian but I think we're all agreed yes that it's absolutely a Christmas movie um <clears throat> But not as much of a Christmas movie as Santa Jaws, if we're all being perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's where uh, that's where the action's at. Uh, I want to thank uh, Guy and Lisa Marie and Carl for joining me on uh, this very close to Christmas uh, final show of our year. More than likely, we might get one in before New Year. We'll see what we can do. Um, but if we don't, I hope you have a lovely holiday season. Uh, thanks to the lads for making this a very enjoyable show. And we'll join you in the new year to do what we do and take you through to the end of the season and beyond. So from us until we talk to you next. Good luck. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, 
where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.